This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, but we asked uh, in, in one of our hearings, well, what, you know, what month uh, are you going to go by for the abortion? They couldn't tell us whether it was abortion after birth. I mean, th- these people can't communicate. They have no clue what they're doing. They're just throwing something out there. Abortion after birth? I'm Jessica Denson, host of Lights On with Jessica Denson here on the Midas Touch Network. That's just the latest absurdity from Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville as he continues to harm military readiness, hurt families, and endanger national security. Democrats are pursuing an end run around Tuberville's nine-month hold on hundreds of military promotions, but Republicans don't have the guts or the will to help them or stop Trump's useful idiot on their own. I wonder why. To discuss this madness, I am joined by Iraq war veteran and CEO of Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, Allison Jaslow. Allison, welcome to Lights On. Thanks for having me, Jessica. So, Allison, I know you've been following this uh, situation quite closely. Uh, what is your reaction just to this latest? Um, what do we even describe this comment from Tupperville? Ab- abortions after birth? I mean, it feels like an act of desperation. I mean, the reality is here that the DOD's change in policy is just supporting people going elsewhere to get the care that they feel like they need. Uh, The DOD itself is not executing any, you know, additional reproductive uh, care or services. They're literally supporting not just, you know, service members, but also their family members if they feel like they can't get the care that they need in their community to go elsewhere in the United States to do so. Um, So it's really, uh, you know, he's speaking (laughs) way out of turn in the sense that like he's mischaracterizing the the policy at large. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm hoping that the end run or whatever else has to happen around him is successful because He's digging in and there are promotions that are being held up uh, as a part of all of this. And it's just very unreasonable. He couldn't be more out of step with the American people and our troops and their military families. Yeah, I want to talk about how just how out of step he is for sure. But as you mentioned, um, this end run is only only really being supported by Democrats at the moment. Democrats on the Senate Rules Committee uh, last week took steps to circumvent his hold. They pr- passed a proposed rule change through committee nine to seven. Republicans did mm-hmm. not support it. Um, Senate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is planning on then bringing a standing order resolution to the floor to move most of the stalled nominees in one batch. Um, instead of this one by one that Tuberville has been forcing them to do, um, which is what has has prevented all of these um, promotions from happening. But can you just talk about the effect this is having on military families and the the ones that are supposed to be, you know, at the ready all the time to protect us? Now their readiness, their families, their lives are being materially altered. 
Well, first and foremost, I actually think that uh, members of his own party have lost their patience. They may not have voted in committee, but there was many, many months that has passed because it's been most of the year that this has gone on where his, you know, members of his own caucus and even some retired military officials, et cetera, tried to persuade him behind the scenes. But there was a, you know, the dam broke recently. And I think if it ha if it has to come down to it, even members of his own party will support a rules change to help get this resolved at the end of the day, because two things. One, you have people's lives and livelihoods being held up here, individual uh, service members' paychecks, their travel plans to move to the next duty station, their ability to enroll their kids at that next school, all hang in the balance because of this. But additionally, you have, you have troops out there who are leaderless right now. Um, and also, you know, leaders who are fulfilling acting positions, which helps keep the military together. But it, until you're fully confirmed, you can't put your mark on the strategic direction that you want to take your unit in, your command in, et cetera. And so national security, the casting effects of what's happening here are not just, you know, big picture macro level in terms of what strategic direction commanders can set for their commands, but also the troops that just deserve leadership and don't have it right now. And so the quicker we can resolve this, especially as the world is catching fire before our eyes, the better. Absolutely. But the, the GOP, you're mentioning that they're probably going to come around if forced to, if forced to and, and join mm -hmm. what is needed, that 60 vote threshold to get that passed. But they have not been in any hurry to do this. And, you know, Allison, I asked myself why. And the answer to <laughs> me is obvious. And that's because this is Trump's guy. Going against Tuberville is going against Trump. And I was, you know, just reading through um, some some little dated reporting on the January 6th. Uh, committee's findings. And you can't forget that Tuberville was in the halls of the Capitol, literally taking a phone call from Donald Trump as the Capitol was, was being ransacked. Um, that's who this mm -hmm. guy is, you know, and, and Donald Trump, as we all know, has attacked our military, attacked um, veterans as suckers and losers, called for the execution of Mark Milley. I mean, this is a guy who, for a party that's supposed to be about you know, national security and supporting our troops, who has absolutely shown zero respect and um, just complete disregard for service and sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wild time we're living in, in so many ways. Um, but, you know, the former president aside, it, it's, it's interesting to me that the standoff can even occur. You know, you you think that, and, and maybe you're right, Jessica, that the forces in the Republican Party around the former president may be so vast that one person who is aligned with him can shift what's happening in the United States Senate as it relates to our military and national security in such a drastic way. Um, maybe there's a there there. I think like at the end of the day, it's unfortunate that like, you know, the better forces can't prevail in this instance. I still have hope that they will. Um, but it's really been, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think that it's actually great that this is such a focal point right now, because it's something that for the earlier part of the year was lost on many people, but I'm glad that we're zeroed in here and it's really forcing 
the members of Tommy Tuberville's party to show themselves for who they are. And they're either going to rise to the challenge in this moment. And to your point, not just profess their values, but demonstrate their values as elected leaders or not. They're either going to rise to the challenge or not in this moment. And it's undeniable that like they need to step forward and make sure that our national security, our troops and military families are first and foremost in all of this. And unfortunately, to this point, they, they've been nothing but a pawn in a political game. Yeah, nothing but a pawn pretty much sums up a lot of Republicans uh, these days who have not had that courage that we expect leaders to have. And I, I sure as hell hope, and that's why you know I'm so glad to have you here to highlight this because this is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know uh, Lindsey Graham himself, Mister Flip Flop, um, said that you know he, he what he lamented going into a Thanksgiving, sending military families into a, another Thanksgiving break without knowing, um, and that he would probably join that vote if forced to. But it reminds me of kind of the the showdown over over the government shutdown in the House and how Democrats mm -hmm. basically saved Mike Lee. And if, if Democrats give the opportunity to Republicans um, to vote for this, and, and they ultimately do, you know, don't forget that it's the Democrats who led that effort. Um, to, to get this, uh, to put an end to this Tuberville blockade. But um, you started off talking about the abortion issue and how they're just kind of on the wrong side of the issues. I mean, it seems like Republicans would have learned from their electoral losses in deep red states like Ohio and Kansas over the abortion issue instead of trying to do something. This is just a very basic thing the military is doing, as you discussed, making it possible for women to travel out of state if abortion has been illegalized in the state where they are um, stationed. And, um, you know, there they're, have all this is going on simultaneously while trying to de deny uh, female service members and their families basic rights that have been stripped away from them. I mean, don't they understand how unpopular this is? Yeah, I mean, I'd say two things. One, you don't have to trust me on this. We asked our members and an overwhelming number of our members supported the Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs stepping in to get uh, women in the military and veterans and military family members additional access to reproductive care post the Dobbs decision. Um, so like, it's not just me and my opinion, but our membership is with us on this. Um, but additionally, like, uh, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure that people know in this new world that we're operating in is like, if you are a woman service member or even a male service member, who's got a wife and three daughters, right? You, it's more likely than not that you didn't pick your duty station and that duty station may be Fort Hood, Texas, or it may be Fort Polk, Louisiana, or it may be, you know, fill in the blank other part of the country where the laws have drastically changed your ability to get the care, uh, the, especially re reproductive care that you need or deserve or, or just want access to, to your point, like where your fundamental rights have completely changed overnight. I think it's important to know that if we want to retain our all volunteer force, we need the people who are not having a choice in where they get deployed or where they live in this country, the way many Americans do, 
we need to give them the maximum support in this new world that we're living in so that they don't have any other reasons to say like, you know what, I'm going to hang it up. I don't want my, and, and honestly, this, this has to do with some of the um, anti-LGBTQ laws too. Like, I don't want my family to be living in X state because we don't feel supported in the way that we want to feel supported as Americans, especially Americans who are sacrificing so much. Like I want, especially those Americans to feel like they've got nothing but the best support from our country top down. And there's not a lot we can do about some of these state laws, but I definitely believe that it is, um, you know, not just the right thing to do, but very respectable that the current administration has stepped in to try and make sure it can do whatever it can to support our military families and veterans in this moment. Um, and it's really a shame that there are certain politicians who take issue in the, with that um, when it is so very reasonable to your point by most Americans measure, right? <laughs> right. It's just... Yeah. A very simple thing that they could do, but you know, apparently, you know, the, our system is enables one senator to put his personal political agenda ahead of our national security, our troops, and what is common sense and reasonable to most Americans and IEVA members. Yeah, I think in this moment, I mean, it's it's so much about posturing, and you know, this this uh, just political theater that they put on, making an issue out of something they call woke when they can't even define what woke means. But lastly, Allison, I just want to ask you kind of from your perspective as a veteran, as someone who has put their life on the line to serve this country, what does it feel like to have somebody much like President Bone Spurs himself, ex-President Bone Spurs himself, uh, Tommy Tuberville, who has never served a day in his life. He was a football coach. Um, doing something like this to our servicemen and women, not knowing what service is himself. You know, it's very hard for me to swallow as somebody who cares deeply about this country. And that's what motivated my service in the military to see people who are otherwise serving their country um, or pretending to, to, be so dismissive of those who served and their desires. But since this conversation is largely around the right to reproductive care or an abortion, um, you know, something that has really struck me ever since the Dobbs decision came down is as a female service member myself, like, it's still hard for me to sort of sit with the idea that my country trusted me with my troops' lives in battle. My country trusted me with millions of dollars of war fighting equipment in Iraq, but my country still doesn't trust me with, or now doesn't trust me with decisions around my own healthcare and my body. And like, at the end of the day, especially when people who haven't also sacrificed the way that some of us have are making decisions that, um, seems so very inconsistent with what we stand for, you know, liberty and freedom for all. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, unfortunately, in, in a 
place of disbelief these days that this is the world that we're living in. But I will say, I am also an optimist. So I do believe that like, you know, the truth and righteousness will prevail at the end of the day. But man, are we living through crazy times, Jessica? I love that. I am an optimist too. And I agree with you. We should never, never in in our own minds, normalize this madness that we're living through. We should maintain this sense of, uh, you know, I would say optimistic outrage over the state of affairs that we're living through. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But Allison, first of all, thank you for your service to this country. And um, second, thank you so much for joining me today on Lights On. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everybody who's tuning in. Absolutely. Um, Thanks to our audience. And as always, you can find special episodes like this one with Allison and our weekly live show wherever you get your audio podcasts at Lights On with Jessica Denson or Jessica Denson on YouTube. Thanks, everybody.